Hello, welcome, welcome. Glad you could make it. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dansfish.com. We do this every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That'd be 9 Eastern and 6 Pacific. So glad you could join us. Thanks for being here. Um, for those that might be coming in new or watching the replay for the first time or something like that, what we do here is every week we talk about fish. But before we get into general like question answer type thing, audio is good, says Candy. Thanks for letting me know that it sounds good. Um, I'm going to tell you how Everything's going on my end. Uh, the fish, I, I ship fish for a living. So every week I tell people how that went, if there were any losses and such. Um, tell you kind of what we have coming in. Go over um, what's new, what's exciting. And then we get to questions and comments. So that's what we do here. So let's start with the shipment report. Oh, and we do a giveaway too. So I'll tell you how to enter that here shortly. So... Chai tea today. It's very cold. We've, I think we've received 18 inches of snow already this year. So it's kind of cold and wintry out there. So felt like a nice spiced tea for the evening. Um, let's get to the shipping report. So as far as I know, everything that has been sent out since we last spoke, <laughs> since I saw you last week, has arrived alive and in good shape. So I think we're 100%. So that's pretty awesome because we've sent out a ton of fish. So thanks everyone who orders fish from us. Um, it's what keeps us going at dancefish.com. And I love it when I get to report to you that everyone arrived alive and in good shape. So as far as I know, that's the case. Um, if if that's not the case, if you got something from me and you're like, ooh, there was a problem and, and Dan, you forgot, you know, call me out on the chat. Let me know. But I think we're in good shape. So that's number one. Number two is, before we get to the giveaway, I want to talk about some neat fish that are now available at dancefish.com. So let me show you these. So the first one is a group of rainbow fish that are fairly difficult to find. They're radnocentris. These stay small, like it says here, five to six centimeters. So nice small rainbow fish which is awesome and there's some of the coolest looking rainbow fish out there so i have three locations of radnocentris they're all from a breeder here in the united states they're all locally hobbyists born and raised um, these were not imported and um, there's kind of pedigree on on these we we kind of know where the sources were on on the fish I'm, the rainbow fish i'm going to share with you tonight so that's that's pretty cool to know who collected them or, or where the broodstock came from and all that so the first location is the one we're looking at it's radinocentris ornatus and radinocentris we often just call rads for short from carlin creek so we're looking at that right here the second one we have is from evans head this is a picture of a fish that's similar to that. This is from the Evans uh, River. I don't know if it's from the exact same spot on the river, but it should give you a decent idea of what the fish looks like. I, I haven't met a radinocentris that I don't like. They're all really cool. We've got the, the outlined scales that kind of sets them off. And then look at this like orange sheen across the top. Just really cool fish. So 
Carlin Creek, Evans Head, and the third location that we have is Castaways Creek. And I do not have a picture of that to show you. I'm sorry. Um, I, I can't find a, a nice bold picture. Um, the next species that is uh, newly available are these, Chilotherina alani. Most of us know and love the Wapoga location, but there's a section, second collection point, which is this one, um, Siriwo. And uh, I'm probably butchering that. Siriwo, Siriwo, something like that. Um, so we have a group of these available too. And th this picture isn't showing the fish quite is nicely the, the flash is glaring off quite a bit but really nice chilotherina alani the next one we have is chilotherina fasciata um the thing about fasciata is let me show you some of these they have a super wide range and their color varies a lot over their range so here's one from wake lake wanham kind of a steel blue fish it'll get a nice blaze on it when it's displaying Here's one from Lake Santani, which is better known for uh, the Chilotherina Santani, which is uh, Santaniensis, which is a very endangered fish. But this fasciata also comes from Lake Santani. And then the one that I have is from Clearwater Creek. So here's a picture of a fish from that location. I really like the kind of orange, yellow down the flanks and they get a nice blaze when they're displaying, they turn on like a neon sign, uh, like most like most rainbow fish. So really happy to have that fish. Here is, I'm not quite sure how to say the species name. It's a Melanotania genus and the species, <laughs> Uchinus, Uchinensis, Uchinsis. I think it's Uchinsis. It's hard to say. But they're young fish that I have, but you can already see this bright kind of red striping coming in on them. They're a very beautiful rainbow fish. I'm super happy to have them, especially considering that they're hobbyists born and bred in the United States. Then we have some Melanotanias from Cali Moise. Um, here's just a, a Google search for them because I couldn't find a, a picture on um, Angfa for them. And then we have some wild type bettas. This is betta NSA. This is one of my favorites. Um, I've bred and raised this species. Really, it's a subtle fish, but still really pretty. So it is mostly like an olive brown and green, but they get this brilliant blue contrasting with that black edge. And I, I think they're really pretty fish. A lot of people that have got them um, consider them their favorite fish. They're, they're pretty nice. Pugnacks, hard to find a good picture of a Pugnax. They, they never do them justice. But here, this is a decent picture. It gives you an idea of kind of the spangling and the colors on them. Um, the next one is Falks, I believe. Yes. So Falks is a great little fish. Um, stays smaller than NSA and Pugnax. Nice little wild type betta, really hardy, simple to breed. In fact, they're breeding already for me. So um, if you're looking for an easy wild type betta to get into, that's not a bad option. And then the last one is the favorite, my favorite of the group that I am re have recently released, of the ones I'm showing you today. It's betta bellica. It is really difficult to find a good picture of betta bellica. They are one of the prettiest in my opinion of the wild type bettas. This is getting there. They're not a mouth brooder. They're a bubble nester, but they get big. So it's, it's like a, it's like a massive bubble nester that gets, I don't know, three, four inches. 
So again, a lot of the pitchers just are not going to do this poor fish justice, but suffice it to say they're gorgeous. Um, wish I could find a good pitcher. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's new. Um, got some cool stuff that's released and available at dancefish.com. Um, I also received a, a new order this week. I'm not going to go in the details of it because every time I do what ends up happening is I get tons of emails about, can you hold these for me and all that? And I, I don't hold fish or anything. So I, I think the strategy needs to be when I release the fish, I tell you about it, but I'll give you one teaser which is there are more rice fish that came in. Um, the orange LeMay rice fish that everyone loved and have been asking for um, for months now are finally here. So in a couple of weeks, as long as they do well, they'll be available um, at dancefish.com. So for everyone that is waiting for more of the orange rice fish, I think I can hook you up. Mm, that's good. All right, so let's get to the giveaway. So tonight's giveaway is for this fish here. Hard to find a good picture of these two, um, the golden white cloud. A lot of them come out kind of washed out. That's a decent shot, I guess. It's kind of out of focus. Um, yeah, this one's pretty good although it's a little more of an intense orange color than I think your typical golden white cloud has, but um, they're, they're an awesome little fish. So we know and love the white cloud, right? Everyone knows this fish, really pretty. But the golden white cloud is basically that fish with less melanin in the skin. So it's a nice light gold color, still has the red and the white tips and the blue eye and everything we love, but um, but a, a little brighter. Um, I like them both. I like the standard white cloud. I, I mean, they're fantastic. But the nice thing about the gold is that it, um, from across the room, they pop. So if you're looking for a fish that's, that's a real eye draw, that you don't have to get close to the tank before it wows you, that from across the room, you're like, what's that? And you want to go across and look at it. This is I think the fish for you. So if you'd like to win a batch of golden white clouds that I would send you for free, you don't have to pay for shipping or anything. All you have to do is enter in the comments below, hashtag gold. That's it, short and simple. If you put hashtag gold in the comments section, you will automatically be entered to win a group. I can send you at least six um, for free. Um, and we'll draw that a little later this evening. So if you're new here, literally all you have to do is in the, in the chat, type hashtag gold and you'll be entered. Alrighty. So I think that sets us up. I, I did want to say that, um, Jonathan is really, really close to finishing the discount function at getgills.com. So once that's done, what that means is anyone that has a store on getgills.com that sells fish on getgills.com, you'll be able to give a code to your favorite customers or for a special promotion or something like that um, for a discount. So, and you'll be able to tie a discount amount to that code. So, 
say the code is, um, I don't know, <laughs> buy my fish. Let's say that's the code. And someone entered that. You could set that up so that anyone that enters that code at checkout gets automatically 20% off or 10% off or 5% off or whatever. So, um, so that discount function is coming. There's still some some work to do on it, but it's getting pretty darn close. So just wanted to let you know, we have not forget all you folks that sell fish at getgills.com. We're working on the functionality there to make it better. Um, with that, it's only 713. Man, we blew through that. And I think I'm kind of done my ramble. Um, the last thing I guess I'll update you about is, oh, people will want to know about Nigeria. So I'm ordering a bunch of fish from Nigeria, and I, it's still not certain exactly when that's going to happen. So I got a message from them a couple weeks ago that said, we'll be able to ship your fish in November. And um, I'm going to reach out to them pretty soon here and just see if, how that's coming along. But don't, not a lot of movement yet for those that are waiting for the killifish and things coming from Nigeria. So um, hopefully... Um, there'll be some movement soon, but I, I didn't expect any movement for a while because he basically, the supplier in Nigeria basically contacted me and said, well, he called me and he said, um, okay, we can ship now, but we don't have any fish. So I have to go collect the fish and everything. And so it'll take me a few weeks, but in November, I think I can send them. So we'll see what we get. Um, the bummer is that a lot of the killifish and other species that I wanted to get from this supplier were not from Nigeria. They were from countries really close to Nigeria, surrounding Nigeria. With COVID, I think it's going to be difficult for the supplier to go to these other countries and collect. There's probably some shutdowns and things like that. So the variety might not be quite what we expected when um, we first placed the order, you know, months and months ago before COVID knocked everything on its side. But um, hopefully we'll get some cool stuff. So that's still kind of pending. Then the last thing is the warehouse. For those that don't know, we're building a large warehouse right now to move the business into, to expand and get a lot of aquariums and be able to do uh, this whole selling fish online thing at a true scale that matters. And um, I think with all the snow and everything, I think that it's basically going to be uh, spring before any real build can start on that. Winter came early this year for us, basically. and But we're still working on it. Um, the engineers, right now we're doing soil tests, basically, to on some fill dirt to make sure that we can use it under the foundation and it won't settle too much and all that stuff. Um, we have to build some retention ponds on there. Um, I'm doing a test where... I've, the filtration system for the warehouse is massive and it's very expensive, six figures expensive. So what I've done um, is in theory, it looks like it'll all work great. But what I've done is I've ordered a miniature version of it that I'm, I should get in a few days, uh, probably next week. And I'm going to run that on the creek and just make sure everything works well. You have to know things like with the sediment in the creek, how long does it take before the filter clogs up and you have to put in new um, a new filter bag or a new something to remove sediment, right? Those things, those cartridges, those bags, they clog up. Um, there's all kinds of things that we want to calibrate and make sure that our plan will actually work at scale. And so I do have that equipment coming. Um, I will run 
the system in miniature, basically, at least part of the system to see how quick does this clog up? Is it like, oh, we only have to change the filter bag every two weeks. That's great. Or is it like, oh, no, you got to change it every 10 minutes. It's like, oh, this won't work, right? So um, in theory, on paper, everything looks good, but we want to do some real life tests before we spend a ridiculous amount of money on this uh, on this filtration and water processing system. So that's a uh, that's where we're at with the warehouse for those that are wondering. I think I've probably hit all the things that, that folks might be wondering on, on my end. So now let's get to your end. I hope you're all doing well. Um, welcome to the stream. Welcome to the chat. We have 234 people here today. That's not too shabby. Thanks everyone for joining us. If you don't mind taking a moment to share this out, uh, let other folks know what's going on. It's always nice when we can get more po folks in. If you like this stuff, um, you're invited to subscribe, hit the notification bell, um, all that stuff that us YouTubers are always begging you to do, right? Um, no pressure though. Um, I get it. In fact, you know, it only it helps somewhat, but I looked at my subscribe my subscription list the other day and I'm subscribed to like a massive number of channels and I was like, there's probably only a dozen to fifteen channels on that list that I actually watch with any regularity. So you know, subscribing isn't the end all be all. I get it. But anyway, good to have you all here. That's funny. After that spiel, it dropped to two twenty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, we got 234. This is good. Let's get more people in here. <laughs> immediate, immediate drop. <laughs> Folks, I guess, don't like the uh, <laughs> the beg for subscriptions. Anyway, let's get to your questions and comments. Um, if you have a question or comment for me, if you would highlight it, you do that by typing the at symbol and then dance fish, no spaces or anything. Just type the at symbol and start typing dance fish immediately. You should see dance fish appear in a little box that you can select. That doesn't work sometimes on certain cell phones, but on most uh, computers and other um, devices, it works well. Candy Overholes approves of the hashtag for tonight's giveaway. Hashtag gold if you want to win some golden white clouds. Well, Candy, I'm glad I could make you happy. And thanks for being here to you and my other mods. I see Punchy Paints here. I see Candy here. I see Kaler's Aquatics here. Um, Punchy, I, I hope you're doing well. Um, I hope your arm is healing up. Michael Wentworth. Michael, it is great to see you. I'm glad you're here. For those that don't know, Michael Wentworth is the moderator at um, the Get Gills Facebook group and does a great job keeping that all under control. Says, thanks for the chance. As always, appreciate your work and the opportunity. Breeding is pleasure. Extra R's. So breeding is pleasure, I guess. Three times equals world peace. Boom, boom in the fish room and golazo. Well, thanks, Michael Wentworth. <laughs> Good to have you here. It's great to see you again. Terry's Tropical Tanks. Oh, friendly fishmonger, please find me a fish. I would love to buy a group of, oh, which one is that? Macrophosogobio. Microphosogobio. I don't know this fish. Tafangensis? Okay, that's a mouthful. Let's see what that fish is. Okay, so this is the fish that Terry's Tropical Tanks is looking for. Woo! No wonder you would like to buy that. Oh, look at that. That's a beauty. It looks like a gara. It's like a gara with amazing finish. All right, what's the common name of this thing? Or does it? Oh, man, look at all those on a rock. Look at that. Whew. 
Man, if I can find those, don't you worry. I will be bringing that in. I mean, I have to do some research and make sure that they would do well in my tanks and in my system. But that is a cool fish. Microphysogobio. Okay. I've never heard of that fish before. Terry's Tropical Tanks, have you ever seen them for sale? Like ever? Are they like a, a brand new thing that's going to take a little while? before it can be found. Um, actually, I'm going to leave that up because I'm going to look more into that when the stream is done and see where they're from and if I have any suppliers in that area. Those are awesome. I've never seen anything like that again. If you have a question for Dan, please do that highlighting at Dan's fish. Yes. So this is what we're talking about. See this, how it highlighted at symbol and Dan's fish. That's what we want to see. And yes, I'm in live chat. I know it looks like here that I'm in top chat, but I'm not. I don't know why it, I don't know why it shows you guys top chat while it shows me live chat. No idea. <laughs> Deb Hale D says the availability of the Shodene puffer. So that's the Congo spotted puffer. Um, I do have one left, Deb. Um, the reason I didn't list it for sale is because it came in runty, not sick or anything, but really small and a little thin. He's grown a bit and he's fattened up a lot, but he's still going to have a couple weeks or so, I think, before I'm comfortable selling him. Again, nothing wrong with him at all, but it's just kind of like the smallest one in the bag. And so um, I want him to grow out a little bit, but he appears to be doing great. He's kind of fat and sassy and stuff. So I think a couple weeks and I'll list him again, but, but that's it. After that, I'm completely out. I do hope to bring more in. So here's my plan. I'm trusting that the Nigerian import is going to happen. And so I can't bring in tons of fish right now because I have to keep the tank space kind of cleared out so that that import can happen. It takes a lot of tanks to, 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 to house an import. So I'm going to basically give them until, I don't know, say the 10th of November or so to give me a sense of, oh, this is actually happening or no, this isn't actually happening. If it's actually happening, then we're going with the Nigeria order and I'll have to sell through that a, quite a bit uh, before I can place an order from the supplier that has the Shodeni puffers. However, if the Nigeria order, if it becomes apparent that that order is just not actually going to happen soon, then I'll go ahead and place uh, another order with the supplier from Indonesia who does uh, have the Shodeni puffers. So that's the plan. Um, there's also a breeder in the United States that I just haven't had time, but, um, we've kind of talked back and forth a little bit. There, there might be the possibility of doing something there, but I, I'm not sure that's uh, that's way kind of, uh, it's very ambiguous right now. It's just a very tentative conversation we've had. So, and, and that's my fault. I've just been unbelievably busy with everything I've got going on here. Uh, you, I'm trying to construct a big warehouse and um, just there's 5 million details that have to fall into place for that to happen. So that takes a lot of time and a lot of just mental bandwidth. And so um, that on top of taking care of the customers, shipping the fish, getting the fish, making sure everyone's healthy, all that uh, is kind of 
all I can all I can do right now. In fact, I keep getting emails from folks and I don't blame them. <laughs> I get a lot of emails from folks that are saying there's no pictures on the website. What what what's with no pictures? You need to post some pictures. I totally agree. I have not had any time at all to take any pictures. So I have taken video most of the stuff. So there's at least something there. But the latest stuff that I talked about today, I haven't been able to get pictures or video of yet. So I am behind on that. But something's got to give and it can't be the fish care or health. It can't be the customer care um, or the shipping process or any of that. Those it can't be. It can't be the warehouse right now because that's got to happen for us to get to the next stage of where we need to be. So it has to be things that won't directly hurt the fish or hurt the customer. And in, in this case, that's pictures. <laughs> like, that's the only thing I could think of to be like, okay, I guess I'm not doing that. And it's not even that it was a decision I made, like pictures got to go. It's like every day, I'm like, maybe I can get some pictures done today. And then every day it's like, nope, had to be on the phone for five hours with companies trying to find the right boiler that we need to heat all the water for this, for the warehouse system or, or a million or, or the folks at city hall needed um, some specifications on a certain part of the foundation so that we can get that approved or finalized. You know, there's all these things that happen. So, um, or the engineer that's working on, there's like three or four different engineers working on different parts of the project. And so I got to coordinate them. Um, they have questions. They need real detail in order to do the calculations necessary. We're, we're trying to make this system very efficient, very functional. And so I'm not just winging it. So there's, there's a lot of details to go on. So anyway, for everyone that's waiting for pictures, I'm sorry. I know, um, I have put out an advertisement um, to try to hire some help. So far, haven't received uh, the right, uh, haven't found the right person. So um, haven't got that settled yet, but you know, I'm trying some things. I really kind of don't want to hire someone until we have the warehouse, but it's got to the point now where if I can find the right person, um, I will. So. Poke Tile Craft 101. I'm attempting to breed white clouds currently. Cool. I'm hoping that I win so I can introduce some good genetics. It's a neat project to be trying, so I hope it works. Do you have tips to breed them? So the main thing about breeding white clouds and most other egg scatterers is the food for the fry. So white clouds are just about the easiest egg scatterer to, to breed. They're right up there with zebra danios. They are simple fish to breed. Now, getting the eggs to hatch, that could be a little bit of a learning curve, but where the real problem ends up is when the fry hatch, they absorb their yolk sac, and now they need food, and they need lots of food, and they need it pretty constantly. So if you're trying to raise a decent sized batch, the key to that is having a, a good live food culture where you can keep small live food in front of them at all times. Rotifers, paramecium, infusoria, green water, things like that. Small and alive is the key. Now, can you raise them with like powdered fry foods? Yes, you can. 
You can use um, golden pearls, like the five to 50 micron really fine powder. There, there's several different kind of powdered fry foods that you could use. The issue with them is that they don't raise fish as quickly or in as, as high a quantity as the live foods. So can they work? Yes, with some species they can work. But if you feed in the morning and then you have to go to work and you don't get home till five, six, seven in the evening, those fish have gone the whole day without any food. That's where live food make a massive difference. And the thing with those powdered foods and things is that you can't feed enough that the fish can just eat on it all day long. It's going to spoil pretty quickly. It's going to sink eventually and kind of get lost. Um, so kind of become sludge on the bottom. So that's where the live food makes all the difference. The easiest way to raise white clouds is just as a community, right? So you get some white clouds, you put them in a tank, you maybe have some gravel in there for the eggs to fall down in, like a pea-sized gravel, something like that. So the eggs can fall down where the parents can't eat them. And you have a lot of plants in it. And there's enough stuff in there that you'll get a few fry that kind of just raise up naturally in that system. That can happen. So you can just community breed them in a planted tank. But it sounds to me like you're trying to do like a breeding project. And I would say that the key to doing that is small live food so that the fish can eat all day long. I don't know. I know there's all kinds of things we can do and they work to some level, but nothing beats small live food. Lots of food, clean water. That's the entire equation. <laughs> That's pretty much it when trying to raise baby fish. Food in front of them all the time without fouling the water. And live food is the way to do that. So that's my thought. Um, and I hope that's helpful. And yeah, you'll get them to breed. I have no doubt about that. But I, I hope that they do well for you. Let's see here. Here's another one. Hang on. Oh, chat jumped on me. <laughs> Just that, guys. I got to scroll up here because chat jumped big time. The first comment I can see after chat jumped is from Beast Heart. Hey, Beast Heart. Great to see you. The Golden White Cloud breeding them as a group or a pair um, breed normal kind before. So, what? Okay, let's talk about maximum production on white clouds. Separate the sexes for a week or two, feed them really good, really well. I suppose would be the proper English, then put them together. And the best way to do that would be two males for each female because the males will kind of compete and work each other up into a breeding frenzy and, and work the female together basically. So two males to one female, I think is the, the standard. Have a catch container in the tank where the eggs can land and be, um, escape predation. That can be a couple rows of marbles across the bottom or pea gravel. That can be a uh, container that sinks and is full of like java moss and things like that. It can be lots of things, but a place for the eggs to be laid where the parents can't eat them. And ideally where you can remove the eggs if you wanted once the spawning is done. So I think that's what I would do if I wanted like max production, separate the sexes, feed them really well, then two males per female in a small tank 
Um, it could even be like a plastic shoe box or something for these guys. They're pretty simple. I would highly recommend, is it Mark's Aquatics, um, Mark's Fish Room, something like that. A guy from out of the UK named Mark, and I think it's Mark's Aquatics is the channel, breeds all kinds of egg scatterers. Um, and he, if you just look at the way he does it, it's a simple way that gets fairly good results. It's not maximum production, but he kind of takes you through the whole process. So I would recommend his channel if you want to see video on like the step-by-step through breeding and raising small fish like white clouds. And almost any of his videos will will work. He has some on neon tetras. He has several different kinds of tetras, um, some cyprinids, lots of different egg scatterers. And it's all kind of the same process that he takes you through. Rico Stan. Boston Bosmane, rainbows from a cellar on Get Gills. UPS took eight days to get them to me. But they all came in alive and still look good in quarantine right now, just an FYI. Well, I'm glad that ended well. Um, And whoever you bought them from, shout out to them because they would not have lived for eight days in the mail if they weren't packed perfectly, right? That means that that person really prepped them and did it right. So that's awesome. Um, What I will say is anytime, and this isn't always possible, I get it, but anytime you can avoid shipping through the United States Postal Service right now with COVID and everything, I would. If FedEx is an option, if UPS is an option, um, the delivery success rate and on-time delivery rate with them is so much higher right now than it is with USPS. I'm not sure exactly why. I know USPS is going through some leadership changes. Um, I know there's been some stuff, you know, that Congress is telling them to do, and there's been some changes they're adjusting to. And then COVID on top of that, um, just the the word on the street is that USPS right now is is a little hairy. So anyone sending fish, if UPS or FedEx is an option, I'd highly recommend it. If it's not, I get it. Uh, pack really well, pack for the long haul, because there are a lot of delays right now. But Rico Stan, I am thrilled to hear that they made it alive. And kudos to whoever you bought them from. That's awesome. Mickey M, $190 of fish from Glazer. Oh, man. For those uh, microfisogobio. Microfisogobio. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, I mean, look at these things. These are amazing. For those that don't know, we're talking about this fish. We're just drooling over these guys. It's like a gara with a massive dorsal fin, nice maroon purple color. Whew. Oh, man. <laughs> Excuse me while I wipe the drool off my face. That is, that's awesome. Only $190 a piece. Yep, I believe it. Must be a brand new fish. Joe Williams, what are those yellow and red fish behind you? The color is so vibrant. They're awesome, aren't they? So those are roseline barbs or denison barbs or roseline sharks or torpedo barbs. They have lots of names. But um, Sahayadra denisoni is the species name. And they're just the gold form. So they're, they're like a denison barb, but the gold form. They're awesome. 
they're they're one of the I've seen them available here and there. They're fairly new, but for the last year or so, I've been tempted to get them. And I always held off because of the price point. They're expensive. But I finally did it. And I have to say, I'm glad I did. They're, they're cool. They were worth it. And I will try to bring some more of those in um, when I bring in some more Shodene puffers. Steve Ehrlich. Steve, it is good to see you, my friend. Ah, that's awesome. I miss you, buddy. Um, so Steve is an old friend of mine from back in Los Angeles. Um, we used to go to the Killifish Clubs and the other fish clubs there. Like, we were together a lot. That's something I miss about Southern California. You could go to a different fish club like every weekend. There was always something happening. Um, so Steve did that. Then he went off to have a career at the Shedd Aquarium and uh, left Los Angeles. And I haven't seen him since. But Steve, I'm so glad that you're here, man. That's awesome. There's a wild video of some purples from the, that purple kind of gara fish on Facebook. I'm going to have to see some of that. You couldn't, you couldn't link me up, could you, Steve? That would be awesome. But I'll, I'll find it. Oh, man, Steve, it's so good to see you, buddy. I hope we run into each other again one day. Of oh, that goby? Cool. I, I knew what you meant. So... People often ask me what my bucket list fish is, and I have a few, but one of the main ones is Poro Panchax Brasharde, which might be Congo Panchax. Oh, hang on. Which one is it? Well, I'm finding it as Poro Panchax. It might be Congo Panchax. I can never... Yeah, Congo Panchax Brasharde now. Okay, I got to... They changed the name on me. Nope, coral pan. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. I can't remember. But this fish, tiny little lampite, looks a lot like a pseudomugil. Anyway, I've always wanted these for years. The only time I've ever seen them in person was at Steve Ehrlich's house. He got a group in. He was working at a wholesaler at the time and was able to bring in a group in. in they were awesome. They were even better in person. And ever since I saw them in his tank, I've been wanting to get some. So that's my bucket list fish. And thanks to Steve, I saw them once. <laughs> I'll never forget those, Steve. Those were amazing. Uh, the other thing, what else did he have that was cool? He was breeding leaf fish, South American leaf fish. He was breeding and raising those. So the guy has some chops. Anyway, miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Just one more fish with Josh. Moved into this fish room around January, and for some reason, my longfin bristle <laughs> nose refused to mate. In the old room, it was every six weeks or so. Finally, 10 months later, I have fry. Awesome. I'm glad they finally went for you. Yeah, you just, I don't know. Maybe the mood lighting in that new room was wrong. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm glad they finally settled in. You know, this is... That happens, though, with a lot of fish. Uh, sometimes they just need to settle in. They need some time after a big change. Now, sometimes, often, a big change can, can stimulate spawning. It, a big change will make them start spawning immediately. But I have heard, and I'm not an expert on plecos, but I've people that are breeding like hypensistrous type plecos and things that stability is kind of key is what it sounds like. Now, again, not an expert, but I'm not surprised it took him a while. Joseph DeLuca, fish always great to come from your live stream. Keep up the great work. Hey, thanks, Joseph. 
thanks for being here and um good to hear it michael meliere that's how I'm, I, it might be Meliere, but I'm going with Meliere. Dumbo Betta from last week's giveaway came in today, perfectly happy and healthy. Cool. I couldn't have been more excited with the shipping. He's already settled in, coloring up nicely. That's awesome. Just to be clear, it's a female. You probably knew that, but um, just want to make that clear because you said he's already settled in. So if you were under the impression it's a male, I just want to make sure you know that's that's a lady, what you got there. That's a lady. <laughs> 281 folks are here. Of course, as soon as I say that, it drops to 280. But thanks for being here, everyone. That's a good number for this little channel. Um, if you're new, welcome. If you want to chat, leave a question or comment in the comment section, and I'll do my best to get to it. And we're giving away a group of at least six golden white clouds. If you want to win some, just type hashtag gold in the comments and you'll be entered automatically to win. Doesn't cost you anything. I'll ship them to you for free. You don't have to pay for shipping or nothing. Nada. All you have to do is hashtag gold in the chat and you'll be entered and we'll draw that a little later tonight. So welcome. Glad you're here, especially if it's your first time. Always great to get new folks around. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, Michael's comment reminded me, I've been wanting to make sure, so this is, this is starting to get into the funky time of year to ship, um, where it's warm, but it's cold, some places it's hot, other places it's cold, it just varies. Dead of winter, it's kind of easy, we know everyone's pretty cold. Heat of summer, it's kind of easy, we know everywhere's hot. But right now, and in the spring, it starts getting a little strange because it might be cold here, but hot here and all that. So what I want to know is anyone that's got fish for me in the last, say, three weeks or so, two to three weeks, if you happen to notice that the box was too cold or the box was too hot, if you would just let me know, just so I have kind of a, a sense of how I'm heat packing. Now, I always check the weather in your area before I send the fish. But sometimes I have to make a judgment call. Sometimes it's like, well, it's pretty warm where I'm at, but it's cold where you're at. Do I put a heat pack in or not? Or the, the opposite. It's really cold where I'm at, but you're in, I don't know, Las Vegas, Nevada, where it's super hot. So if I put a heat pack in so they don't get cold on my end, are they going to be too warm when they get to you? So far, everything's been fine, I think, as far as survival rates. But I want to make sure I'm not on the edge. So if you got a, a fish in and it was like, ooh, this feels really cold. The fish is still alive, but it's obviously not a good temperature. If you would let me know, um, because I keep a record of all your orders and the size of heat pack I put in and all that. So it just helps me calibrate and make sure that I'm doing what's best for the fish. So that would be appreciated. If you noticed anything askew, it was too hot, it was too cold, that would be valuable for me to know. Thank you. Alishan AS, any river slash dwarf cichlids on the Nigerian list? Um, riverine, yeah, a few. Um, the main one is uh, Pelvic Acromis sacramonti. That's, that's the main one. Um, there were a couple others on the list. Now, there's a supplier from um, the DRC, a Democratic Republic of the Congo, that has a ton of nanochromous cichlids. And I've been looking at that list 
and I'm tempted. So that might be something that has to wait till the warehouse, but I'm a little cautious. The, the issue with nanochromis is they can be aggressive to each other. So if I bring 40 or a hundred of them in and put them in a tank together, are they just going to shred each other? That's my fear. Like, so I need to get a little more experience with them before I bite the bullet. If they do, then what I can do is only order like one or two species at a time and kind of put a scatter them around in different tanks. I can do something like that, but there's a lot, there's like 20 species available. Some of them are super cool. Some of them cost more than my car, but, um, Man, I, I'm just curious if they would do okay. Like, is it the type of fish you can bring in, put in a tank, and, and be okay with? Or is it going to be a, a bloodbath? So there's there's things like that I have to consider before I can bring in a cichlid. But anyone here that has experience with nanochromis, have you ever kept them in groups as adults, not just as babies? Like, did you ever keep them together in groups? If you did, were they to, were they fine? Was it a massive tank, small tank? Do they need tons of decorations and line of sight blocks and stuff? Um, it's a group I'm not that familiar with, but I would like to bring some in if, if, if I can do it responsibly. Mega Mindy Lou, Mega Mindy Lou, it's great to see you. Thanks for being here. 302 are here. Hey, everyone, if you could take a minute, we could totally break our record. I think our record is 304. I think our record is like 315. I think Kayla's Aquatics can set me straight on that. Um, we're real close. We're at 306. If you wouldn't mind taking a minute just to share this out, what people know, I think we could totally break our record here. That would be amazing. Thanks for being here, everybody. Mega Mindy Lou, might be time to get yourself a media guy. Yes, absolutely. So I know what I need on the kind of founding team, right? Um, I don't know why I put that in quotes. It would totally be the founding team of the company. Um, and I've got some people in mind for some different parts of that. The issue is I can't actually hire them until we get into the warehouse. Um, just cause there's not enough bread on the plate right now to, that I would feel okay telling someone, okay, quit your job, come here full time. Like we need a bigger facility. We need, there's some things that have to happen before I would feel okay. Um, putting someone at, you know, someone has to quit a good job to start this or something. I, I, I wouldn't feel right doing that right now just cause um, what we have right now is basically a proof of concept facility. So not a facility that is going to put a lot of butter on anyone's bread. I mean, we're still pretty much at ramen wages, as I like to say. But yes, I totally need a, a media person. That would be awesome. I need a Jimmy. I need a little Jimmy. Everybody needs a Jimmy. Orange Coast, hire me. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing, especially if it's someone from out of town, right? If it's someone that would have to move here. Um, that's not something I can, I can do until we've kind of scaled up a little bit. 
Rockford Fishkeeping, why do you need to add a picture to the website? Why can't you just add video? Might be a good update to the site. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility to be able to have a video. Um, but still, you got to take the video. And so basically taking one tour video and saying, here's a fish, here's a fish, here's a fish. That's a fairly time efficient to do. Taking an individual video of every fish or doing that and then having to edit it out and do all that, that would uh, that would take quite a bit of time. But it's it's a thought and, and I'm with you. We've thought of stuff like that too. How do we make it so you can add video to the site? Right now you totally can have video on the site actually. What am I saying? That's already there. <laughs> you can already have video on the site. You just need some kind of thumbnail picture and then the video play thing comes on it, but that wouldn't be too hard to do. So, sorry. We already have the video capability on Get Gills, but you still need a thumbnail picture to go with it. And I guess it could, I could just take my logo and throw it on everything. Um, but here's the thing. What's the purpose of putting a video on a listing at dancefish.com? The main purpose is to sell more fish, right? I mean, we also want people to be able to easily see. It's convenience to the customer. It's all that. It should happen. I totally get that. Right now, I have an online store, and a lot of the products don't have a picture. That's weird. I get it. If I put more pictures on the website, that would result in a lot more sales, right? But I've got this thing where right now, I have as many orders as I can handle. So there's not a lot of incentive to be like, I'm going to take pictures. So I get more orders because it's like, geez, I, I can't handle any more orders. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I'm at that tipping point. I'm at that edge um, where we really need to expand, but I can't bring on help until we've actually expanded. It's this kind of funny spot we're in. So the warehouse is happening. That's, that's funded. That's going, um, and actually we got a commitment from another investor a couple days ago. So we've only got, I don't know, 40,000 left to raise for the entire project. So we're almost there. But as soon as that's kind of up and running and construction has started and we know it's like, and we already know it's a thing, but it's like becoming a physical thing, then I'll feel comfortable hiring help because then we'll have the capacity to actually have the business bring in enough income that it can support more people fairly reliably, right? Um, so it's, it's this weird tipping point where we've proved the concept, but we've proved it so well that the concept facility can't do anymore and like can't handle more business. So we're, we're hopping, trust me, we are busy. Um, but we aren't so busy that we can bring someone else in and support them completely and commit to that. So, but yeah, um, a video is not, it's totally something we could do. It's the functionality is already there. Um, it just, it takes about as much time as a picture to load it up and get it on there and everything. Okay. Let's get to some more stuff. Steve Ehrlich says exactly Wes. 
You mean, are you talking about Wesley Wong? Oh, yeah, Wes might be able to find those for me. Um, if that's what you're talking about, Steve, might be someone to get in touch with. Um, and that's chat jumps, so I can't see if there was more up there above that. Hattrick Farms is here. Hey, good to see you. I hope you're doing well. It's been a minute. Audrey Sampson, any good advice for cleaning out massive infestations of Malaysian trumpet snails? Kind of. I mean, the best advice I have is get a predator. Well, I have more than that. The first thing is get rid of the places they hide and live. So this might be a pain, but remove the substrate. That's where they hide. They dig down in the gravel. They dig down in the sand. And you can have a massive population in your gravel bed. So if you remove that and they kind of have nowhere to hide, then you can bring in a predator and they can have a massive impact on the population. But as long as you have, if you have like a deep gravel bed or or something like that, the predators are going to not, are not going to have a massive impact on their population because there's just so many places for them to hide. And they only come out at night pretty much. I mean, you'll see some in the day, but turn off the lights and come back in a couple hours. You'll be like, what happened? The walls are black, just solid with these things, right? Because they all come out at night from the gravel. So if you remove all that and put in a predator, that could help. And the issue with them as far as predation goes is they're kind of they're kind of tough to predate on. They have a trap door, so it's difficult for like a loach, say, to get in there and grab them because the trap door shuts and they have such a thick, strong shell that can be difficult. It can be difficult for like a small puffer to bite through them because the shells so darn hard. So they're a little tricky, but I would think which predator would be the best. I would probably go with like, I would try coolie loaches or something like that. Um, and I haven't tried it. Like I, I don't have like, the tank that was full of them and I removed the gravel and put in coli loaches and they were gone. I haven't done that, but something like that, that can really get in there. A coolie loach might be the way to go. But even if not, if you remove the substrate and there's nowhere to hide, you can pick out almost all of them and you'll never totally win the battle. There'll always be a few. It'll be like duckweed. You'll have to do it continually. But, um, That's my best thought on that. I wonder if there is a medication as well. This I don't know. If anyone knows, is there any medication that you could put in a tank that would wipe out snails without like decimating the the fish and the plants and the biofilter and all that? Atreus kind 173 space 173. Do fish and plants like high flow? Some do. Um, you'll see like videos of natural habitat where you'll see plants that are horizontal basically because they're in the current. Um, I can't remember exactly what kinds they were. I want to say it was like a vow, but I could be wrong, but I've, I've definitely seen that lots of plants that like flow and in the aquarium plants really like flow because it keeps the algae off them. It keeps the nutrients coming in around them. Um, yeah, plants generally like flow. Now, how high is high, I guess, is a question, but there's lots of fish that like it. 
Um, a lot of your Cyprinids will love it. Your Shiners, your Gara, your Barbs, um, Hillstream Loaches, any of those Riverine Loaches will love it. Lots of fish like it. Yeah. In fact, a lot of fish that are fairly boring in an aquarium, if you put in flow, suddenly they come to life. Corridors, I don't think corridors are boring, but if you give quarries some flow, whole different ball game. They tighten up and they kind of go together and they're, they're amazing. Now, there are some fish, however, that are very weak swimmers. Fish that come from stagnant pools like bettas, for example. A lot of the killifish species will actually wear themselves out if they have to fight a current all the time. So it varies from fish to fish. Steve Ehrlich got them from Toyin. Oh, at Ray, Rehoboth. Yeah. How do you say that? Rehoboth Aquatics right out of Texas is where you got the uh, Congo Panchex Bracharty from. Is that right? Oh, I thought you got them from uh, the wholesaler you used to work at, but that's good to know. Rehoboth Aquatics. Hannah D., I've been trying to find out a bit about Molly color genetics. Okay. And have found very little. Do you happen to know what colors are dominant, recessive, incomplete, or co-dominant things. Hannah, I don't. Um, I would point you to the American Library Association. ALA, what is it? ALA.org? Let's see. That's the American Library Association. <laughs> anyway, if you Google American uh, Live Bearer Association, there are people there that do nothing all day but geek out about live bearers and someone there could help you. I'm sure because mollies are well-known fish bred in all kinds of varieties and colors. And someone knows those genetics, but it's not me. I haven't, uh, I've never kind of, I mean, I bred and raised mollies, but I've never tried for specific genetics or color traits or anything, anything like that. Steve, thanks for the shout out. Hey, I'm, I'm thrilled to see you, Steve. Like, it's like seeing an old friend unexpectedly. I just wish it was in person. <laughs> Ryan Hansen, do you ever see Rohani barbs available? I acquired some through fellow hobbyists, but I'm fairly certain all five are males. Seems like they'd be a fun breeding project. Yeah, I believe that um, Chase was breeding those. I think it was the Rohani barb. They're around sometimes. You can find them. Um, it's few and far between. You might want to check out, there's a Facebook group called What About Barbs, I believe is the Facebook group. Um, run by a guy named Mike. I forget his last name at the moment, but I did a fish room tour of Mike's room a year or two ago. And is it Manji? Mike Manji, I believe. He's like a barb guy. This is what he does. His whole fish room is barbs. So I would recommend um, checking him out on Facebook. I believe the group is What About Barbs. There's a few dedicated barb groups. And that's where you find the barb geeks, including Mike, who either... So there's a lot of fish out there. I'm going to talk about killifish for a second because it's what I know best. There's a lot of fish out there that are super rare, like killifish, right? Maybe you'll see some Australi, maybe some garden rye. Yeah, you'll see golden wonders and a couple others, flagfish, right? But that's about it. So you're like, man, Aphiosimian striatum. I saw that fish in a picture. Let me show you what we're talking about because they're awesome. 
these guys. Let's say you saw a picture of these guys in a book, which is where I first saw them in Shields Atlas, Rivulins of the Old World. Beautiful, beautiful fish, right? You go to your pet store. You're like, can you get these? They're like, no. Dang, where do I get these? You look and you look, you can't find them. They seem super rare. Well, if you join the American Killifish Association, you would find a ton of people that have them, right? In the killifish world, Aphiosemian striatum is not rare. It's kept and bred by lots of hobbyists. In fact, there's probably three or four different locations or strains you could get of just that one fish. If you went to a killifish club or got on a killifish Facebook group or joined the American Killifish Association. So the Rohana is the same. It's super rare in a pet store. You're not going to find it very often right? It's because it's not an industry standard. But if you get in touch with these true bar geeks, it's going to be a lot more common than you thought it was. You'll be able to find it. Someone will have it. Someone will have bred it and be raising it. Um, I think Chase was raising them when I went to his house and he had like 500 of them that he was raising up in a tank. He had a ton. That might be exaggerating, but he had hundreds, I'm pretty sure. Just one more fish with Josh. I switched from Barry White to Marvin Gaye. That's what I attribute to the bristlenose success to. Well, hate to think that Barry White could ever get beaten, but I guess I guess Marvin Gaye wins the day. <laughs> Hashtag breeding is pleasure. We have 325 folks here. That is a record. That is awesome. Thanks for being here, everyone. I really appreciate you being here. 325 is really good for this channel, and I'm glad I savored the moment because now we're at 323. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being here. If you're new, welcome. Uh, glad to have you. Always good to see fresh faces around. Skipper's Aquariums, I made it. Sorry I'm late. Well, Thomas, it's good to have you here. Thanks for being a mod. Thanks for volunteering your time and helping us out like the other mods. Appreciate all of you. Joseph Stanley. Hey, Dance Fish. Thank you. I got a heat sealer. Good. And started packaging fish like your video on shipping fish. So much easier. Joseph, I'm glad it's working for you. You know, the word's getting out. Um, one of the things that I, I think we need to do better as a hobby is ship fish responsibly, right? Ship them in a way that they have the best chance of success and the person receiving the fish has the best chance of success, right? Um, and I'm just happy to say that the needle's moving. Like people are noticing, people are trying it. And um, I think in general, people are shipping fish better. I think we've had an impact and that makes me feel really good. So I'm glad to hear Joseph that it's working for you. And by the way, I don't care what method anyone uses. I don't care if they use a sealer or rubber bands or, or what, as long as the principles are followed, prepare the fish properly, clean water, Make sure they're in a package that is temperature stable, <laughs> you know, all those basic things. Um, I don't care how that's done as long as it's done. But um, I'm glad that the heat sealer method is working for you. It's working for me really well. In fact, I found a machine that I'm a little giddy about that um, I hope to bring into the warehouse that will automatically seal and fill the, fill the bags for me. So I can take a bag with a fish and water in it, put it in the machine, and it'll fill it with air and seal it right there in one shot. 
so I don't have to do the you know five step process with my little heat sealer. So um, I'm, I'm trying to find ways to make that more efficient so it works at scale. But I was happy to find there are places that manufacture equipment like that, usually for like the food processing, like chips, a bag of chips, right? You take this bag of chips and somehow it's got to get filled with, I think they fill with nitrogen, not oxygen, but filled with gas and sealed, right? All in one efficient shot. And so there's this whole industry around that that I'm discovering. I I'm, I'm, can't wait to uh, find the best way to do that at scale. So it takes... 10 seconds to seal a bag instead of a minute, which is, it takes me an average of a minute right now to once the bag has the fish in it and is ready to get it first seal, fill with air, second seal, third seal, double bag, fourth seal or fifth seal, sixth seal at that point, right? It's, it's a lot. So we're working on making it even better. Michael Meliere, my box temperature was perfect. Cool. Heat pack was the right choice and definitely worked great. Box sat outside in 50 degree temps for about an hour and there's no issues. Awesome. That's good. Glad to know that worked. Um, it's always a little uh, touchy for me. I'm like, ah, it's so cold here. I have to put a heat pack in, but I know it's going to Florida. So I'll put a smaller one in and hope that by the time it gets to Florida, it's kind of burned out and it's cooler, but it's always a guessing game. My dream, my dream is that, and I can't do it. I don't have the time right now, but if no one's done it before me, I, I might have to get to it in a few years. But my dream is to have some kind of device that keeps a box temperature stable, like a little electronic thermostat attached to a tiny little heating element or something, I don't know, but that keeps the box stable 75 degrees. Like, I would love that. I'm not an engineer, so it's probably not the right project for me, but heat packs are good. Phase 22 bags are good, but we still haven't got to the point where we can actually keep the temperature within a required range. We're still at the mercy right now of kind of guesswork. Alishon, yes, DRC shippers have a sketchy reputation these days. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're bringing fish in from out of country, heck, anytime you're bringing fish in from anywhere, even in country, um, you got to know the people you're dealing with. And there is a DRC supplier that I, I haven't dealt with directly. But I know other people that have, and they seem to be on the up and up. There's lots of references. There's Before I order fish, I generally know a lot about the place I'm ordering fish from. Not always. I've made a mistake or two in the past, but I'm pretty, pretty careful. Scott Backer's getting closer to all caps. Am I missing a comment, Scott? <laughs> Is Scott saying I missed so many of his comments that he's about to all cap me? <laughs> <laughs> Chattanooga Ed throwing down a $5 super chat with a fox cat sticker. That cat is punching me in the face. Ed, thank you so much. Good to see you. Punchy paints with the $99 um, pile of nitrogen for our plants. <laughs> it's a poop emoji. Thanks, Pam. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. And Fairlow's Aquatics with $4.99. Found some Agar's Eye at Killifish the other day. They are pretty awesome. All Nothobronchius are awesome. Um, for those that don't know, this group of killifish, whew, 
And there's a supplier I can get these from in quantity. Um, I can get what, um, so these are Rakovii that we're looking at here. Um, here's Eguzai. I don't know if you have the red form or the blue form. Oh, here's one that shows both. So here's the red form, here's the blue form. They're both stunning fish. Um, Gunthry. If you're starting with Nothos, this is a fairly inexpensive, hardy, easy to breed, beautiful Nothobronchius killifish. Nothobronchius gunthry. And it comes in a gold form as well. Um, Corthazi, is that the other one? Corth, yeah. These guys are awesome. They come in a red form and a yellow form. And there's a few others I can get too. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger. Oh, I'm not showing these. <laughs> Sorry. Here's the yellow Corthazi. <laughs> Here's the red Corthazi. Or Corthause, I suppose. I should say that correctly. Here's the Gunthari, the normal Gunthari. Often you see them as location Zanzibar. Um, and then here's the gold, kind of more gold form. Let's see if we can find a... Yeah, mine just has more gold on it. Less red. Um, and then what else were we showing you? We're showing you there's more Gunthri. Oh, I'm stuck on Gunthri. I don't think we're getting out of Gunthri. Oh, there we are. Rakovii right here and then here's the um agrizai is the one that started this off right and there's a blue and a red form here's the red form and the blue form sorry guys i thought i was sharing this with you but they are totally awesome fish the reason i haven't got them is because um the supplier i'm talking about is from overseas and when I buy killifish from them, they do a good job, but I'm worried that they would send me spent breeders. So I'm worried if I got nothos from them, that they would send me big old, beautiful, super colorful males, right? But that only had a little life left in them. So that's why I've, I've kind of stayed away from bringing in any of the uh, nothobronchia species from overseas. I, I need to work... Oh, the other reason is I, I've almost brought them in several times, but the other reason is I have really soft water here. And Nothobronchius and soft water get velvet really quickly. They're very hardy fish, very beautiful, but they are prone to velvet. So um, in harder water, they don't have the issues with velvet. So um, luckily the warehouse has harder water. So once I get in the warehouse, I might be able to hunt down some good suppliers of some Nothos and bring some in. Um, kind of work the old killifish friend network and see if I can bring some in. Um, and if not, maybe I'll go with an overseas shipment and just give it a try and hopefully it goes well. Danny Weshi, which one's your favorite? Uh, which one's for you, red tail shark or rainbow shark? So neither. Um, both of those get too big and are too aggressive for me to want to keep them. But if I had to choose between the two, I'd go with the rainbow shark just because I like the fact that all the fins are red and the red tail shark only has a red tail. So I guess. 
Um, gold nugget pleco tetra. That's a new species. The gold nugget pleco tetra. I'm looking to get wild humpback limias. Can you get any? Um, I've got a colony right now that's. Um, I should. I'm not too far away from having some for sale. If you emailed me dan at dancefish.com um, in say two weeks, I'll check and see if there's a whole bunch of fry growing up in there. I'll, I'll check and see if they've got big enough and there's enough that I can start selling them again. We're getting closer. New Mexico Aquatics. How many years might I be able to spawn a particular male or female gardener? I thank you. I'd say a couple years. Um, Funnel Panchax gardener. I, it's going to last two and a half, three years if they aren't kept too hot. So I'd say you could breed them for, let's go with two years. That's my guess. It depends on temperature, really. If you keep them warmer, they're going to burn out a lot quicker. If you keep them in the low to mid 70s, I would say two years breeding is good. And then the last six months after that is probably retirement. <laughs> Kids Aquatics. Dan, I'm receiving four Petri dishes of killifish eggs, which were shipped today. Awesome, Bob. Part of them testing shipping eggs. Excited to hatch killies and be a part of the testing. Kayla's Aquatics, that's amazing. I hope they're doing well for you. I, I mean, I hope they do well for you. That's not from Jadron, is it? Um, I know Jadron Aquatics has been uh, breeding several kinds of killifish lately. Great channel. Dude out in Texas named Jadron Aquatics. Well, his name's Jason, but his channel's Jadron Aquatics. Massive fish room. Does some cool videos, lots of tours, does unboxings of big imports that his local fish store brings in, and um, does a lot of breeding videos, so check him out. But anyway, Killers Aquatics, I'm excited that you are getting into Killies a little bit. Be careful, once that needle's in your arm, man, it's hard to kick the habit. Killies are amazing. There's so many varieties, so many colors. You don't have to have a massive tank. If you have one rack in your on a wall, you can keep 15, 20 varieties of Achilles, and they're endlessly fascinating. By the way, I found a supply for Lamprichthys tanganicanus, which is great. I, I wasn't looking. It kind of fell in my lap. Um, the problem is my water here is soft. So once the warehouse comes online, I think I'll be getting some of them in as well. All right. Clay Wise, how in the world do you keep up with all these chats? Oh, I don't. I'm so far behind, and I won't get to all of them. Um, yeah, I'm really bad at it, honestly. So I'm probably half an hour behind in the chat. <laughs> That's why when folks leave a, a chat for, that they want me to respond to, a question or comment for me, I request they put it at Dan's fish so it highlights. So this bright orange box here, that's what I look for. So when I'm scrolling through the chat, I'm just going from bright orange box to bright orange box because it's impossible for me to, to read through all of it. There'd be so much dead air as I read through looking for stuff directed at me that it would be boring. So thanks to everyone who types at Dan's fish and highlights it for me, it really helps. Danny Weshi. For pronouncing my name correctly. Hey, you're welcome. I hope I just pronounced it correctly again. <laughs> $2 for pronouncing the name correctly. I appreciate it. Pony Grill. All the chilies. I, I said Pony Grill, didn't I? There's a local restaurant and bar here called the Pony Grill. It's Pony Girl. Sorry. <laughs> well, I got Danny's name right. got yours wrong. Pony Girl, as in woman. 
young woman. All chilies arrived great three to four weeks ago to South Florida with no heat pack. It is still hot here. Coloring up and doing fantastic. I love them. Thanks, Dan. Pony Girl, that's awesome. I'm glad they got there. I'm glad they're doing well. And yeah, it was still, that was a tricky one because it was cooling off here. But I was like, man, if I put a heat pack in, these things are going to bake because it was hot in Florida. So I'm glad I made the right choice. I usually do, but it's a, it's, it's a little nervous time for me right now. Just trying to get that all right. Abolished aquatics. Dumb question. Probably. Hey, <laughs> ask away. <laughs> no shame. But I was looking at the coupon for the free shipping on 100. But when you cart it a couple of in the couple price is the total. So you send the hundred back or is it just a glitch? So I'm not. Reading that abolish aquatics, I'm not quite sure what the question is, but I think you're asking about this. Let's take folks there. So this is getgills.com um, gift certificate. Yeah, so my store on getgills has some gift certificates. So I think what you're doing is you're talking about this that you want to purchase the hundred dollar gift certificate, right? And I bet when you're adding it to the cart, it is charging you for shipping. Is that what's happening? No, you have free shipping. So what you do is you just click free shipping. And then you should be able to check out. Yeah. Um, so if you click free shipping and go to review order and then you pay for it, then I'll get a notice that you ordered it and I'll mail you or email you however you want. I can do it in the, you know, through the postal service or through email. Um, I can send in the gift certificate and it's good on anything in my store, fish or sh the shipping portion of the order, anything at all. So I think that's what you were asking about. If I got that wrong, please let me know. Gold Nugget Pleco Tetra, can you get preferably wild or wild strain humpback limias? No, not unless I flew to the Dominican Republic, <laughs> which I'm not doing anytime soon. Um, there's like with, with COVID and the lack of travel right now, no, there's no one flying out and collecting wild humpbacks. You can't get around at the moment. There's like stuff shut down. Um, let's see. Oh, chat jumped on me big time. I mean, I can get wild strains of some stuff, but they aren't going to be wild fish for sure. Okay, hang on here. Got a big jump. And I've got to find where I lost it. Oh, man. Chad jumped on me big time. Sorry for everyone who... There's going to be a lot of questions and comments I'm not going to be able to get to just because chat jumped so far that it cut them off on the top. So the next one I can see is Max, who says, no planaria, which is designed to kill planaria, also kills snails, snails, and is shrimp and plant safe. You have to double the dose for it to be effective. Okay, so that might be worth something to try. I don't know that medicine at all, but that might be worth uh, researching for the person who's trying to get rid of Malaysian trumpet snails, MTS. Chewy, hey, good to see you. It is interesting when fish are caught out of the wild, like in Thailand, where Dr. Fish are found. Dr. Fish are a Gara species, I believe. But do we think about the dangers of those fishermen face things like cobras? Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, you leave your house, you're in danger, right? Um, 
Ask any Australian. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've never thought about a fisherman out trying to catch fish facing cobras. I have thought about um, friends I had that were fishing in like Alabama or Florida and stuff. And I'm like, man, watch out for the water moccasins and the copperheads and all that. So it's not just, uh, you know, in, in, in other countries where that happens, we've got stuff here too. Punchy paints, reminding folks to highlight my name so that I can uh, see their question or comment. Wichita Falls. Hey, um, I believe you're the one that turned me onto the Massey channel. Um, for those that aren't aware of it, let's see if I can find it here real quick. Oh, where is it? There is an amazing video on Corridor Toxins. Here it is. Cool. Found it. Oops, it's going to play here. I don't want that. I just want to go to the Massey channel. There we go. Found it. Here it is. Massey's an aquarium society. Here is, I'm going to give you guys a link to this. Here's a link to their channel. You should check this out. They're doing these amazing um, online presentations. Since they can't meet in person, they're doing them online and they're sharing them with folks. So um, this one was great. This is on Corydoras and the, um, the fact that they release toxins and what happens when you're shipping and all that. And the reason it's great is because their speaker is not Joe Schmo like me, who's like, well, from what I think, this happens and I've experienced this. This is a research scientist, a professor, who's studying this in depth. This is his big project at the moment. And um, so they're taking samples, they're trying to figure out exactly what the toxin is, which species have it, um, how to deal with it when you're shipping fish and things. So that was an amazing video that I believe it was Wichita Falls Fish Keeper that, that brought that to my attention. So thank you so much. Um, anyway, he asks, does the new equipment double bag? Sounds awesome. It doesn't. So we'll have to do that part manually. So put it in, seal, fill, and then I'll have to take it, put it in another bag and seal again. So, you know, there's still a couple steps to it, but it should be a lot more efficient than the current process. Gnarly Fish Tank saying hi. Well, hi right back at you. Good to see you. We have seven minutes left. I'm going to do my darndest. Rockford Fish Keeping. We can send a man to the moon. We can make a we can make a contraption to keep a box at a certain degree. I think so too. Yeah. To the moon. Heck, now they're working on Mars. Okay. I think I'll be able to catch up maybe. No way. It's probably just because it a hundred chats were cut off when it jumped. Sorry. If your question or comment was cut off, I apologize. Fishy Mon 64. Ever heard of candy cane Tetras? Yes, I have. Um, I've never brought them in, but I know the Tetra you're talking about. Let's show them to people because they're kind of cool. There's a lot of awesome Tetras out there. I think these are the guys you're talking about. 
Yeah, HY511, something like that. Yep. So I haven't brought them in, um, but I, I do know what you're talking about. The one I want to bring in is the one um, that has the long, super long filaments on the fins and uh, is an internal fertilizer. So they don't scatter eggs. The male actually fertilizes the female internally, and then she goes and drops eggs. It's kind of a cool species. I forget the name of it right now. Paul Soltero, will you be getting any Parva rainbows? So I actually placed an order for some today. Um, if they do come, they will come next week. So we'll see. This is not a super reliable supplier, though, that I got, that I ordered them from. And what I mean by that is not that they have bad fish. What I mean by that is if I order 20 species, I might get 20. I might get two. I might get seven. I never know. It's such a crap shoot. So I did order some Parva because the group that I brought in, I'm still not, I've had them for a few months now and I'm still not confident selling them. Some went funky with that batch. Um, they were really struggling when I got them and I, I was, I mean, they're still there. Some of them, I've lost quite a few, but they're not, they don't look right. So I gave up on that batch and I'm bringing in a new batch from a different supplier and we'll see. Um, hopefully they come in, but again, you order what you order in this business and then you end up getting what you get. There's no guarantees. Michael Meliere, puffer safe to put with my angels and Corey's in a 75 gallon. Um, with any puffer, I think there's slight risk, but I would say that the Amazon puffer is probably your best bet. I've kept them in groups, no problems. I know several people that keep them in community tanks, including our very own candy overhauls. And um, I've never heard of problems with angels. Um, with Corey's, you could give it a try. I would have a plan B though with any kind of sedentary fish, a pleco, a quarry, any fish that kind of goes and sits without moving for long periods of time, like just sits on the bottom, I would be more worried about because it's more likely I think that a pleco could be like, what's that? Right? Um, but anything that's actively swimming midwater and stuff, I think as long as it's not small, we'll be okay. I've kept them with endlers and guppies and I didn't have problems. That being said, you might try it and you might get that one Amazon puffer that's just like, these guys look good to me and just nips everything. They're all individuals, but I've never had a problem with it. And um, I know other folks that have good success with Amazon puffers in community tanks. There might be others, but that's the one I'm most familiar with. Priscilla MK. Throwing down five bucks. Priscilla, thanks so much. Always appreciated. Never required, but it makes the wife super happy. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for being here. Good to see you. By the way, I haven't forgot about our video. When I, I went a few months ago down to the Denver airport to pick up a big order of rainbow fish, and I hung out with Priscilla, and it was great to see her. Made a video and everything. Priscilla, I haven't had time to edit that sucker. So I still got it. I still plan to do it. But it's one of those things that I haven't got to because uh, it's been so busy with the warehouse project going on. Connie Woolley, my rainbows arrived perfectly two weeks ago down in Colorado. Heat pack was still hot. Cool, as long as it wasn't too hot. But you're just down in Colorado, so that's a fairly easy one because your temperatures generally are close to in the ballpark of mine. So I'm glad to hear they're doing well, Connie. Good to see you. Um, we're at 828. Going to burn through these last couple. Fishy Mon 64. Oh, Candy Tetris. Yes. 
Moncon all day, getting and growing some buse plant. Last time I only ordered one stem and it didn't turn out well. How many stems? Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. Moncon, I don't know anything about plants. I can tell you about fish all day long. Plants is something I've never got into. I keep super easy stuff that I can't kill. I've never kept abuse in my life. So I appreciate the question. I can't answer it. There are people in this chat that know their plants though. So uh, Michael Wentworth, if you're still here, Bentley Pasco, if you're still here and, and several others, um, they might be able to, to give you an answer, but anything plants, I'm not the correct source. I just don't know nothing. Kevin's Aquatics throwing down $9.99. Thank you so much, Bob. Always appreciated. Never required, but every little bit helps. Pam is not streaming tonight. That's good to know. So for those of you who um, normally tune into Punchy Paints live stream after this one ends, sounds like it's not happening tonight. Um, for those who don't know Punchy Paints, is an amazing moderator. She does a ton for our community. She doesn't just mod my channel. She's out there. Like if you go to any fish tube channel, you'll probably see her working and modding for free and just helping out. There's lots of folks that do that. Um, a lot of my mods are like that. And um, a little while ago, she had an injury. She hurt her arm really badly, shoulder, I guess, arm kind of this area <laughs> really badly. And um, so so since then, there's been some, uh, some streams that have been missed. Sounds, Punchy Banks has had a wicked headache all day today, so maybe it's that. But anyway, Pam, I hope your arm's doing better. Um, and I hope if it's the thing keeping you from doing stuff, that it heals up real soon. Miss you, lady. Hope you're doing well. Okay. With that, we have reached 8.30, so we need to end. But before we do, we need to do a little giveaway. i got to wet my whistle. Whistle wetted. Okay, so we're going to give away a group of gold white clouds, at least six. How many folks do we have in here? I'm just curious. 319. That's awesome. Thanks for being here, everybody. I saw that we got up to 330. Um, maybe even a little higher, but 330 was the one I saw. So that's awesome. I think that shatters our record by 15. So thanks for helping us break the record. Let's give away, there are 232 folks who have entered, and the winner is Rhonda Thomas. Rhonda Thomas subscribed on August 1st, so it took a few months, but you, you're, getting, you're getting a little uh, reward for the sub. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rhonda. Good to see you. And um, you have won. The gold white cloud tetras, tetras, golden white cloud minnows. So I need you to respond. Let us know you're here because you do need to be present to enter. And you've got uh, about 30 seconds to do that. Just look in here to make sure that I don't miss Rhonda. Good thing about Nightbot is it'll, it'll appear here if someone replies. Big A's Aquarium. Good to see you. Um, so you're just waiting for Rhonda. Hopefully she's here. If not, we'll do a redraw. It's been almost a minute. I'm going to look over on this window, see if it appears there quicker, because I don't want to miss her. Nope. Nope. I'm going. I think I'm seeing. I think I'm a little behind you guys sometimes. Okay, Rhonda. Going once. Going twice. And we're going to have to redraw, because... Uh, 
Yeah, we're going to redraw. So cancel that one. Sorry, Rhonda. Oh, wait, is she? Hang on. Leslie Reynolds is talking to Rhonda. Does that mean Rhonda was here and I missed her? I don't think so. Okay, nope. Sorry, uh, we're gonna draw again, and I've just I've got to do that because uh, I've got to keep some like parameters to work in, right? Okay, so sorry, Rhonda. Wish you were here. If you're watching this on the replay, no hard feelings. We'll try again next time. You could have been a contender. The winner is Janice Lundberg. Janice, if you are here, let us know. Um, that you're here so I can send you some free gold white clouds. Come on down, Janice Lundberg. <laughs> and that's awesome. Janice has been uh, an attendee on this live stream for a long time. So it's good to see you. I'm glad you could win. All you got to do is respond. Okay, what's that? That nonsense. There, there we go. Come on down, Janice. Are you here? Janice, Janice, calling Janice. She's here. All right, Janice, you have won. Janice, you know the drill. Send me an email, dan at dancefish.com, with your first and last name and your mailing address, and um, I will send you some gold white clouds next week. I'll send you at least six. I don't know if I can fit more than six in the uh, box, but if I can, I'll send you more, but count on six. Nice cold water fish, golden white clouds, easy to ship in the winter. It's one reason I chose them. Hope they do well for you. Anyway, thanks for playing, Janice. Thanks for playing everyone else. If you didn't win, that's how it goes, but thanks for being here. We had a record-setting attendance tonight. That's exciting. Thanks for being here. Thanks to my mods who make this all work Pretty darn smoothly, I'd have to say. Thanks for everyone that left a super chat. It's always appreciated, guys. When people throw money at me, it's just, it's amazing to me. It blows my mind every time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And it does help. Like I say, we are on ramen wages here while we wait for the new facility to get built. Uh, once that's built, maybe we'll move up to like, you know, SpaghettiOs. But right now we're on ramen. Um, Everyone that left a comment or a question for me so that we could interact, I appreciate that. That makes it lively and fun. If I miss your comment or question, I'm sorry. Sometimes chat jumps and I just can't see it or I can't get to everything, but uh, I appreciate you trying. Let's try again next week. Anyway, 54 Punchy, I'm sorry, it's Punchy Paints now, is not going tonight. So uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to get some more Punchy Paints. I'll be back next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Same bat channel, same bat time, all that jazz. And until then, I hope you have a good one. Thank you. Oh, I forgot. Lurkers, I'm with you, Lurker Nation. Everyone watching the replay, glad you could catch it. One day, I hope you can make it live.